in doing this program now for so many years, we've had the the pleasure, the honor to speak with uh, pretty much everybody that through the last decade plus has had an impact on the game. But it's different when you get a chance to know these people as a human being and you realize how good they are away from the ropes as well. You know, you it, we're, we're celebrating achievement within the ropes. I get it. But I'm talking about the achievement of who they are as a human being, the way that they connect with people, the way that they give back. And that's why Nancy Lopez is one of my favorite people in the game of golf. She was born in Torrance, California. She started playing golf at the age of eight. And that was under the guidance of her father, who had an auto body repair shop, which is an interesting story there, too, in terms of the sacrifices that her parents made and what they did to give her the opportunity. She won the New Mexico Women's Amateur at 12 years old. She won the U.S. Girls Junior in 72 and 74 at ages 15 and 17. She played in the 75 U.S. Women's Open at 18 years old. She finished tied for second. She moved on to the University of Tulsa, where she was named an All-American and Female Athlete of the Year in 1976. She was a member of the United States Curtis Cup team, and then she left college in 1977. That was after her sophomore year to turn professional in her first full year on the LPGA tour, which was 1978. She won an incredible nine times, including five in a row. By the end of her rookie year, she had been named the LPGA tour rookie of the year, the LPGA tour money winner, the LPGA tour player of the year, the LPGA Tour Vera Trophy winner, the Golf Writers Association of America Female Player of the Year, and the AP Female Athlete of the Year, and she appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated, all in her rookie year. Her success continued during her career on the LPGA Tour. She ended up amassing 48 LPGA Tour victories, including three major championship of what's now called the Women's PGA Championship in the years 1978, 1985, and 1989. She won the LPGA Tour's Player of the Year Award, in fact, four times. She was a member of the 1990 Solheim Cup team and captain of the 2005 team. Her list of achievements include the 1987 LPGA William and Mousy Powell Award, the 1992 Float Hyman Memorial Award, the 1998 USGA Bob Jones Award, and the 2000 Old Tom Morris Award. She's seventh all-time on the LPGA Tour wins list, and her career earnings LPGA were in excess of $5 million. And, of course, she was elected and enshrined forevermore into the World Golf Hall of Fame in the class of 1987. Absolute delight to welcome to the Fairways of Life show once again, Nancy Lopez. How are you, Nancy? Hi, Matt. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. How are you riding out all of this madness? Um, I'm telling you, I'm cooking a lot of dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Learning how to cook. I know I have three daughters. One of them hated cooking. She's cooking now. So we're all sending each other recipes, and we're just trying to, you know, stay in touch with our family and our friends by uh, FaceTiming them and grandchildren. 
So staying busy with other things. Fortunately for us, our golf course is still open, um, but a lot of social distancing. I can't ride with my husband on the cart, so we ride separately. Even though we come home together, we have to ride separately. I think it's just to protect everybody and make sure uh, we don't have anybody on the cart that shouldn't be together. So <clears throat> it's been it's been unbelievable, uh, Matt. I just um, I never thought I would see something like this in my lifetime, um, and it's just unfortunate. So many people have passed away, and uh, you know we just the thing about it, we have to trust our fellow Americans to take care of us, and we need to be careful and. You know, when I go to the grocery store, I put a mask on just in case I was a carrier or am a carrier. I don't want to make somebody else sick. So you really have to work on what we're trying to accomplish here by hopefully beating this terrible thing that's happened to our country and um, and support each other any and every, every day uh, that we can. Yeah, amen to all of that. Are any of the girls close to you? Are you able to see them? No, um, well, we've got one that's in Venice, Florida. I'm in uh, Palm City, Florida, so she's right across the state from us. And then the other two are in Smyrna, Georgia. <clears throat> so I haven't been able to see any of them. And um, it's just kind of better, I think, that we keep separate uh, until mm-hmm. we really can think about really seeing each other. I don't want them traveling, and we don't need to be traveling. So we're just, uh, we FaceTime almost every day, which is, thank God for technology. I used, I always thought I didn't like technology but now i have to say that i do um Mm -hmm. because you know just it kind of consumes us sometimes but i think right now it's a good thing for us to all have facetime and everything else that we can do business wise i just um got introduced to zoom uh in the last couple (laughs) weeks i've been doing that (laughs) too so it's interesting yeah, that that is very much for sure. I think everyone's getting introduced to Zoom now, with the, whether work or whether socially or what have you. Where yeah. Nancy, you talked about being able to play golf uh, throughout this, that the course is open where you are. Whether it's whether it's in this situation or whether it's at large in the life of Nancy Lopez, where is golf for you right now? Where does it fit? Well. <clears throat> I uh, for I guess fortunately, unfortunately, I at, when this all started. Um, I have trigger finger, my right thumb. And I said, well, you know what? I think I'll go ahead and do my surgery so that <clears throat> when I get do get to get back out there on the golf course, I'll be ready. And then I had to do my other hand. And, and at, when I did my right thumb, it was four, uh, three to four weeks. And I did my left thumb about 10 days later. So that's another added three to four weeks. And <clears throat> then I realized maybe I shouldn't have done it because I didn't get to play golf so for five weeks. I didn't play any golf, and it was making me crazy. Um, <laughs> but but now I'm getting to play, and you know I'm I'm hitting the ball really well. Uh, I had two new knees um, in 2017, 2018, and it, you know, man, it took a while for me to learn how to use my legs again, and I wasn't hitting the ball very far. Um, I've picked up some yardage now, now that it's been a few years, but. The, the more I play, the more I learn to use my legs the way I used to. Yeah. <clears throat> and that does make it better. So, you know, we have a Legends Tour that um, I was hoping to play in Seattle. Uh, I think it was even this month, but, of course, that was canceled. Um, and then hopefully to play some more maybe at the end of the year um, on the Legends Tour if we don't have any more cancellations. 
Um, but, you know, I've stayed busy with my company, Nancy Lopez Golf Adventures, where we uh, we set up uh, uh, either travel to – we were supposed to go to Spain this year. We may still go. We'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> where we uh, – me and Teresa Zamboni and Sue Powers, they're the two teaching professionals uh, that work with me. And uh, we uh, teach people and entertain them, and we have a really good time. We play golf with them. Um, and we, we go different places in the country. We do that. If they, sometimes some of the clubs bring us in to have a woman's day for the ladies. Um, but we love to include the guys because they get a little jealous when we don't give them that attention and to, and the same that we do to their wives. So we like the guys to come along too. And of course, always trying to teach them my dad's philosophies and, and the mantra for the company is play happy. So we're trying to Brilliant. teach people to play happy when they're playing golf. It's Nancy Lopez Golf com for the website. Nancy Lopez Golf com if you'd like to get more information on, on bringing in Nancy and all the professionals into your course, whether it's for uh, an exhibition, a clinic, and, and for the women and for the men. L- let's talk about your dad for, for, exec- for a second, that, okay. that mantra of play happy. Did you and your father or did your dad to you ever verbalize that exact phrase or was it a philosophy? No, my dad, um, when I was learning the game, um, he looked at me and, and you know, he watched me day in and day out. My temperament, you know, when I didn't play good, why I didn't play good. And one day he just said, and he said it in this very cute Spanish accent. He said, Nancy, you play better when you play happy. (laughs) And so it made sense to me. I'm like, you know, he's right. Um, because there were times when he would, one, one time he, he told me um, I wasn't playing well, and he could see that I was getting a little angry. And he said, he said Nancy, you want to shoot 39 or you want to shoot 40? And I said, well, I want to shoot 39, Dad. And he said, well, when you get mad, you shoot 40. And, you know, back in those days, I'm like, wow, you know, I don't want to shoot 40, even though it was one, only one shot. I realized, yes, when I got angry at all, and I was never a club store or I never hit my, my club on the ground except one time, and my dad got after me for that. But I was never, you know, I didn't show those kind of reactions. But he could tell that when I got angry internally that I just didn't play as well. Now, your dad, he had an auto, auto bought a repair shop, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. How was it that your family, a Mexican-American family, was, first of all, introduced to golf, and then how was it that your dad and your mom, how was it that your parents were able to take the time, and whatever resources you you tell us, to take the time to, to get you the resources that you needed to take up this game of golf and to compete, and then to obviously compete very well at 12 years old, you know, winning the, the New Mexico Women's Amateur, et cetera. How did all of that recipe come together? Well, um, Matt, my dad learned golf <clears throat> from his boss, and this other job he had was working for this gentleman. He had money. He bought my dad some golf clubs. He took him to the golf course and taught him how to play golf. And my dad fell in love with golf. Um, so even when he had his auto body repair shop, he would take the time to play golf in the afternoon and of course on the weekends. And then I came into the picture and started going out with uh, my mom and him to the golf course. Um, and my mom played for exercise. My dad 
played, and he was a pretty, I mean, he was a three handicapper on a municipal golf course, but he was still a good little player. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I look back at how hard my dad worked, because he, he had a good reputation, he had a lot of, um, you know, people that come in and have their their cars painted or fixed or whatever, um, because they loved my dad. Because I saw it when I when during the summertime, I would work in my dad's shop and I would answer the phone during the summertime and I clean his windows. And I saw the way that he was with people and how he respected what they felt. If they felt like maybe something wasn't quite right, he would redo it. And I just saw the way that he was. So. <clears throat> he, you know, he made whatever money he made. We were, you know, probably lower middle class, but, you know, I still had a nice home uh, in that my mom, you know, was a terrific mom. Um, she was full-time mom. She cooked meals for us. She, all, My clothes were always clean. She always sacrificed. If, she, if there was any money, she sacrificed in, that money to my golf. Um, and it was pretty much, you know, my dad would make money, He'd sit down at the table. <clears throat> he'd he'd say, "This money's for our bills. This money's for uh, what you know, for my mom, whatever she needed, um, which wasn't much. And this money's for Nancy, so that she can play some tournaments in the summertime." And I had to choose. You know, I could play one or two. Not very often did I play three during the summertime. But my dad was always. Um, the type of man that he was going to work hard, he was going to support his family. And he always told me, you know, the thing about earning money, he said, don't ever be in debt. Don't owe anybody. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. You save that money and then you can buy whatever you want. And and that's pretty much the way he lived his life. And, you know, with that, he loved golf. And when I started playing, he would go out with me in the afternoon and watch me play and then, uh, we played together, and then my mom quit playing because I I stole her golf clubs from her because we couldn't all three <laughs> afford to play, and so I took her golf clubs and I just started playing with my dad, and it was something that he truly enjoyed. I truly enjoyed being out there on the golf course with him, and we just it was just a great family event for us. And I was really fortunate that my dad took the time and the interest, and my mom, you know, the time and the interest and the sacrificing of you know, having things that she probably could have had, but instead, you know, I'd have a dozen golf balls or I'd have some good golf socks or maybe a little golf outfit. Um, So both of them sacrificed a lot for me. And and thank God I was able to, to realize that they were, they were doing all those things for me. And I took advantage of that and, and, you know, did what I had to do. I practiced, I worked hard, um, you know, went to school, I made decent grades. And, um, you know, that's my way of, giving back to my mom and dad for all the things that they did for me. Brilliant. I mean, when you look at the career of Nancy Lopez, it looks like at every step it was paved with gold. And I don't mean that in terms of riches. I mean that in terms of golden opportunities. Was it in case, in fact, like that, was that the case, Nancy Lopez, or was there challenges that you face was there turmoils that you face how accepted did you feel especially as young as you were doing what you were doing on your ascent how was all of that for you were you aware well you know when you're when you're growing up and um being mexican-american and being uh, a woman even a little girl at that time um you know 
accepting that a female, first of all, is playing golf. Um, there are a lot of rules. You know, I had to play before 9 o'clock. I couldn't play at a certain time uh, during the day. Um, you know, being Mexican, of Mexican descent. Um, you know, my dad was never, um, and there were prejudice, prejudices during that time in my life. But when you're young, you don't realize it. And I didn't really realize it till I got till I got older. But my dad was never, oh, somebody treated a certain way because we're Mexican. He was never a poor me man. He just mm-hmm. always believed that you work hard. You know, he would say, Nancy, you need to work hard, and your word is all you have, and you need to be a good person. And when you do those things, it doesn't matter what color your skin is. You'll have lots of friends. And he truly believed that. And he made me believe that. I mean, I believed it. So if there was ever a situation where there was discrimination any, you know, at any time, he never said anything about it. And it was more of me just learning as I got older. But he never made a comment about how he was treated or, or what was going on. And and there was a time, and I've talked about this before, and I, and I you know, don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, but at one time he wanted um, me to play at the, the country club, the Roswell Country Club. And um, I played at the other courses. There was no problem there. But he wanted to give me the opportunity to play somewhere else. And the country club course was a pretty good golf course. Um, and he wanted to find out if, if he could pay for a membership for just me. And, you know, there were excuses that my mom had to be, uh, had to be you know, involved in, in, in at the course. And my dad would have to be a member, too. So they both had to be members. Well, my dad could not afford for both of us, for all three of us to be members there and was hoping they would give me the opportunity to just play there. And I think, I think that there was discrimination there. I, I, you know, and I, I realized it later. Um, my dad never said anything. He was just really, I remember the day he came home, it was like it was yesterday, how disappointed he was that he couldn't get a membership for me at the golf club. And, um, and I, I think, you know, and I was fine with that. He didn't say, you know, why, but as I got older, like I said, I'll repeat myself, I realized what was really happening when I got older. So, you know, you, you learn things, but I just know that, um, you know, I tried to do what my dad told me to in life. And I think being good to people and being honest and, you know, what your word is all you have is something that, that I grew up with. And it was, it was, you know, told to me all the time. And maybe that was the times that my dad felt a little disappointed, but he wanted me to be that better person. Do you credit any of that? I don't want to call it training necessarily, because I think it was it was about parenting. It was about sharing love and philosophies and, and opportunities. But do you credit any of that background at the very least with the reason why you were such a good closer in so many instances? Did you did you fall back on, on any of those specific thoughts? You mean when I was playing? Yeah. When I was playing? Yeah. Yeah. I um, I think when I fell back on anything that was positive, it was because of my dad. It was, it was he always encouraged me. He always said, you can do anything. And you got to work hard. Keep trying. Keep working hard. Keep practice. Keep practicing. Um, and so he always had a positive thing to say to me. 
always encouraging me. He wasn't that golf dad that, you know, if I didn't play well, what's wrong with you? Why are you not playing well? What were you thinking when you hit the shot? And I I saw that in my career as I saw other players and their parents. Um, you know, you, you have to let your children fail. And my dad was that kind of father. He saw me fail, <clears throat> and and he was always there to pick me up. Um, and he always, I remember him telling me, he said, Nancy, he says, you're, you're not going to win everything. You're going to lose a lot more than you win. And it wasn't a negative. It was more of you just need to learn how to lose, give 100%, do your best, but there's going to be somebody that's going to beat you. But you got to be a good loser, and you got to be a good winner. And he always encouraged that. And, and I always I love to tell the story about my dad. This is the kind of dad he was, golf dad. I was playing in the Women's U.S. Open in Philadelphia, and um, that course just kicked my butt. It was just, it was a course that didn't suit me at all. It didn't suit my eye. It didn't suit my golf game. And and I really worked hard to play well there because I, I think I always worked hard to play in the U.S. Open. But <clears throat> I went to that course, and after two days, um, I was like 12 over par. So hmm. Friday afternoon when I walked off the 18th green, I, I knew I wasn't going to make the cut. And I you know, was crying. I was teared up. I walked up to my dad, who had followed me for you know, the whole week. And um, I walked up to him, and, I, and he hugged me. And I said, with tears in my eyes, I said, Dad, I am so sorry I didn't play better. And he hugged me, and he looked at me, and he said, it's okay, Nancy. I didn't want to see you at 26 over par anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I went from, you know, from crying to laughing because I thought that was great. Um, because I think that, you know, as a young person, if it was okay with my dad that I failed, then it was good. And he always made me feel like I could do better, but I never felt pressure. So when I failed, like I said, he was always there to pick me up. And, and he just never um, made comments about shots, which, you know, I see that all the time, and I don't think that parents realize that when they uh, come down on their little girl about a bad shot they hit, if they have that same shot the next day, they're going to be thinking about, boy, I can't miss this shot or my dad's going to be mad again, instead of focusing on hitting a great shot. And and I just never felt that kind of pressure from my dad. I just always felt encouragement. And I think, you know, when I was playing golf, I never felt like I couldn't be better you know, if you miss a shot, okay, you miss a shot. But it, and the other thing he would say, he'd say, Nancy, if you have a backswing, you have a chance. And that was so true because no matter where you hit a golf shot, if you have a backswing, you can still knock it in the hole if you can see it. And he truly helped me believe that that could happen. Brilliant. Now, you lost your mom pretty young, right? Was it cancer, if I remember correctly, if I may? No, he, she died um, from, uh, well, the way it happened was I was playing on tour. It was my rookie year. Um, and Well, my first few months of my rookie year, which is July of 77. And um, I was in Dallas. Well, before that, before Dallas tournament, the LPGA tournament, my dad had called me and told me my mom was sick. And so I decided to go home and... Um, I could tell she wasn't feeling good. She had a a weird odor coming out of her mouth, and she was always 
so good with her, her hygiene and everything, so I couldn't figure out why this was happening. And so I took her to the doctor. <clears throat> in those days, this was exploratory surgery they, they were doing. They, they felt a lump in her abdomen and uh. come to find out that her, her appendix had burst. And so there was a lot of poison in her system and that they felt like they were going to be able to help her, and they did. And she was feeling better, and um, she was at home. So I went back out on tour, and um, I was going to come home the Monday at that tournament in Dallas. And um, the doctor said, no, Nancy, you're fine. I talked to my mom. She was fine. Everything was good. Well, she ended up dying on that Thursday. Um from from the complications, which she wasn't really having them anymore, but um, but she died on that Thursday in Dallas, and I and I flew home. It was the most terrible day of of my life when my mom passed away because it was really hard because I didn't go home to see her, and that really bothered me. And so um, I flew home um, with a friend of mine that was a friend of mine when I was going to high school, and she lived in Dallas. She flew home with me. And uh, it was really terrible. I was 19, and here my mom had passed away at age 52. Um, and so it was it was devastating for me as a young person um, because my mom was special to me. Even though I talk about my dad all the time, my mom was really special. She was a, a great mother, and um, and she took care of our family and my and me and my dad and my sister. Um, so it was really, really sad, um, when she left and she, she never got to see me win, um, which I hated that, but, um, I did play well and I made a little bit of money. So I bought her a few little things, um, at the very beginning of my career on the tour. And, um, unfortunately she passed away in September. Mm -hmm. Were, I guess the question would be how, were you able to play so well in the wake of, of that, that obviously devastating uh, loss of your mom? Was there in some way that when you go out that you were honoring your parents with what you did? Absolutely. I, um, you know, I, I just felt like, um, you know, I was going to play hard for her. I, I wish she would still be there. Um, I know when I won my first tournament um, in, in Sarasota in 78, um, which I think was in February of that year. Uh, that was our first tournament. And uh, I know when I was walking down 18, all I thought about was my mom. And my dad was not at that first tournament. He was home in Roswell. Um, and, it, you know, I'm, here I am struggling walking down 18, thinking about my mom and just, you know, this one's for my mom. This one's going to be for her. I want to win. And um, and I was able to win that tournament. And, and it was the whole time, though, I thought about my mom, and then I got him on the phone with my dad pretty quickly and let him know that I won too. So it was <laughs> there was a lot of tears flowing that day for sure. Oh, it's fabulous! All of it is fabulous, and you know that I kind of alluded to it when you were coming on uh, the program today, Nancy. But you have maintained that attitude at large, not just when it would it, when it's related to your family or loved ones necessarily. You give back and give back and give back. How important has that been to you and to your life, the fact that you can use this forum, call it celebrity or whatever you please, that you can actually touch the lives of other people through what you do? Well, um, you know, Matt, you just, when you grow up 
and um, I've always been comfortable around people. I've never really been shy. Um, I, I don't know if I've told you the story before on another show, but um, when um, when I was 15, I went to the Glen Campbell LA Open with my dad. It was like a little gift for me to go because we really couldn't afford to do that, but we had gone to California to see my grandmother, and um, he wanted to take me to that that tournament. And um, so I wanted to get an autograph of my from my favorite PGA player. And we were standing in a crowd. We knew he was going to be coming out of the clubhouse through this one door, and we're all excited. There were probably, you know, 30 people standing there waiting. And I was about the third person, 15 years old now, third person right behind the first person that was going to ask him for an autograph. And as he walked out, we're all excited. You know, my eyes were big. I couldn't wait to get an autograph from him. And the gentleman, too, in front of me said, Mr. So-and-so, can, can I have your autograph? And he looked around, looked at all of us. He said, I don't have time for this. And it devastated me. Here I was, this little 15-year-old, wanted to get an autograph from my favorite person on the PGA Tour who I idolized. And it crushed me. But it, I felt so bad for the man that asked him because I just know he shrunk to, you know, this little bitty person. And it, and I, as I stood there as a 15-year-old little girl, I said to myself, I will never, if I ever turn professional, ever do that to someone and make them feel the way he made us feel. And I, I think it was something that made me really learn in life that, that autograph's really important to somebody. And my dad, as I watched him in that auto body shop and I'd watched the way he was with people, I think I learned from that, not knowing I was learning to be good to people. Um, but I, I, I like people, love people, love my fans, um, love what golf has brought to me in friendships. Um, and, you know, it's not hard to be kind to people. Um, you know, I enjoy it. It makes me feel good. It's fun to see somebody smile when you say hi to them and you don't even know who they are and you're walking down, you know, the street or walking in the airport and, you know, just being kind to somebody makes you feel good. And I know that that's how my dad was to people. And, and I just, um, you know, it has gotten me a long way in life by being good to people. And I, I, I love people, and it's just fun to see a smile, and it's fun to have that good feeling of friendship. Um, but I, I truly believe I learned all that from my father. Nancy Lopez GolfAdventures.com is the website that Nancy mentioned. Uh, the effort to is earlier where she's continuing to have fun and spread this love to people through the game of golf, taking you places and showing you some great ways to play, but mostly and most importantly, uh, playing happy golf at that nancy lopez golf com. nancy before we let you go tonight i did want to ask you one additional thing that i love to ask of legends and that simply is this people out there are harboring a dream there's something that i bet everyone that's listening to us wherever they are around the world wants and hopes and dreams to accomplish one day what words of advice and inspiration if you please do you have for those people to pursue their goals um, you know, I, I think that 
anybody wants to wants to pursue anything, set those goals high and go for it. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Um, you know, just you got to give 100% of whatever you do. You got to work hard and, you know, you'll you'll be successful. And I think people need to always find a positive out of a negative. And that's the way I've always lived my life um, because my dad taught me to do to do that. So for everybody out there, you know, I always wish people the best of luck. But like I said, set goals high and don't let anybody tell you you can't reach them. Absolutely love it. Again, the website, nancylopezgolfadventures.com, so you can have fun with Nancy as well, and why not? Nancy, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time. You always are so gracious in giving us. We love to talk to you, and we know that you touch and change lives just with your own life's path, your words, your philosophies. Well, thanks, Matt, and God bless to everybody out there. You know, we are in this together, and let's just take care of each other.